Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello, I'm Ellie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. And joining us for this episode, we've got an actual doctor. There's Hello, a- doctor. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Now, your full name is Dr. Genevieve Von Lobb. Yes. What do you prefer to, what, what should we call you? You call me Genevieve. Yeah. Von Lobb. I'll go with Von Lobb. I Von-Lob. love Von Lobb. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, call me Von Lobb. Okay, well, Von Lob, um, <laughs> you are a clinical psychologist. Now, what does that mean exactly? What is the difference between a clinical psychologist and a rubbish psychologist? I'm assuming that's the basic differentiation. <laughs> so I've got um, a degree, a doctorate degree in clinical psychology. So I've got a degree in psychology and then I had to do a master's and... Lots of working and studying and reading books, lots of reading books, lots of being a total geek. Um, So you are a clinical psychologist and you have written this book called Five Deep Breaths, The Power of Mindful Parenting. Ooh, Ooh, exciting. (laughs) Does that sound like the sort of book you would read, Thorne? It would because I am not very mindful. I am a parent Mm. and that's my connection, but I think five deep breaths. Breasts, I would instantly pick up that book because Great. you love smoking. Oh, you've nailed it, Ellie. Oh, that's what you think it's about, don't you? When it all gets too much, nip out the back door, have a fag, oh, spray right. yourself Despite down it. with some Febreze. That's right, pop back in. That's yeah. Right. Solve everything. Yeah, but that sounds very accessible. That doesn't mm. say mm. that doesn't sound like a twenty-five point plan. That sounds five deep breaths. You're That's what okay. you need to do. Yes. It's a five-point plan, and they're all the same point. Yes, that is my kind of plan. I love <laughs> exactly. it. I love and it. And you only need to read that cover, and then you can stick it on your bookshelf and never read a single word in it. Done. And it will have done its job. Von Lob, should we allow you yeah. to, to to nutshell your book for us? What is Five Deep Breaths all about? So Five Deep Breaths is based on a lot of my work with parents over the years, talking and listening to all their struggles and their challenges and you know I was hearing a lot of the same things about how hard it is and how difficult parents were finding it to trust themselves and have confidence in themselves and so I really wanted to kind of distill all that and I put this into this book basically Mm. the message of it is really how can parents have confidence in themselves and trust themselves in a world where we're bombarded with information there's so much online for parents oh, you can't get so her off Instagram can't get it no, which no, is no. amazing and I think social media is incredible it's connected parents and the communities and the work you do 
the way it's brought people together and allowed mums and dads to connect is incredible. But I think there can still be that sort of niggling doubt over the back of a lot of parents' minds when they go home and they're really struggling with their kids. You know, kids are throwing tantrums or the kids have got anxiety. Yeah. You know, it's, it can be really hard and people, you know, have silent battles as parents, even when they're, there does seem to be much more of a an arena of actually sharing. Mm. I think, you know, I have a lot of parents come to me and say that they haven't shared a lot of their struggles with anyone. Mm. So what I like about this book and I've, I've read this book and, and genuinely I think it's brilliant. I think it's great. And, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about mindfulness, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. I mean, let's let's just put it bluntly: mindfulness, <laughs> actual science, or hippy dippy nonsense. <laughs> Come on, Voglop, Voglop, <laughs> sort it out for us. So, so this isn't about becoming all Zen and meditating. It's not hippie. It is based on real science. There's lots of science. I love science. Yeah. Love science. So neat. There's yeah. quite a lot of science in the book. You can't have just too much science. Here. I say you cannot have too much science. Maximum <laughs> science is a good ramp it up. <laughs> do you want us to help you write your next book? Yeah, I would. I would love to do a joint book with you. Maximum, maximum science. science. Mega it's science. Going to brain science. How to not be shit. There you are. You can have that. You can have that. There's a few bits of science thrown into this book in nice yeah. places. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think there's a lot of science. Like, one of, of, one of, of my... how being present and in the moment is is just really helpful. So here's the thing, though. So again, that's something you hear quite a lot: is oh, yeah. you should be present in the moment. But yeah. as parents, we know that quite often the moment can be really shit. <laughs> so like, it's hard to kind of even want to be present when when you're there and you are, you know, scrubbing poo out of the carpet and yeah. trying yeah. to get banana out of the cat's ear, and you yeah. haven't, and you burned the fish fingers, and your husband's not home till seven yeah. o'clock. I don't want to be present in that moment. <laughs> I want to be in Tuscany drinking rosé with do. no children. Yeah. That's what I want yeah. to be. Yeah, yeah. So Absolutely. what do I do? Absolutely. So I think a lot of mindfulness, so there's the, the cool things about mindfulness is also acceptance of the moment. So it's like being in that moment, accepting that it is a bit shit right now. So but not pretending it's all all right. No, it's actually... It, but just going, look, it is what it is. Absolutely. It's accepting that you feel really crap right now. You feel awful you're having a terrible time but actually not struggling or fighting with it i think that's a key core component of mindfulness mm. is acceptance of what's happening right now mm. i'm not trying to change it but you know i think it's really natural to want to be in tuscany with a glass <laughs> of wine all, all of the time all of the time <laughs> when your kids are doing that and also i think another key part of mindfulness is the part about kindness to yourself so you know can you forgive yourself for Mm. feeling quite uh, probably having quite horrible thoughts about your kids in that moment oh yeah yeah, yeah. no the thoughts are bad <laughs> obviously the actions are not yeah. but the thoughts are bad and I think that's that's yeah. that's um <clears throat> I think a lot of that anxiety mm. comes from the expectations you have on yourself yeah yeah before you become a parent you yeah. think well I'm going to be this that and that yeah. and yeah you know I'm not let going to let this kid be the boss of me I'm not going to be like that parent that I judged in the cafe when I was single I'm going to be yeah. this and then you get to those moments and you go fuck why won't they shut up and I won't yeah, yeah. You, you've got all those sort of yeah, anxieties yeah. and then the, the yeah. moment will pass and then you have the guilt because yeah. you're like oh gosh I, yeah. I lost it or it wasn't how I you know you start mm, doing a craft mm, activity mm, and then it all goes to shit and everyone mm, cries mm, including mm. you yeah um, <laughs> 
<laughs> you, you more than anyone. That's in my right. Experience. I'm the one with the print stick in my hair, and then yeah. the kids are just watching TV, and I want to go and drink a mug of wine in the corner. So yeah. So, so uh, how mindful is that? <laughs> no, it's yeah, not. I don't is know what it? to say? <laughs> you can judge me, Bonlon. You're a doctor. I can judge. No, I'm, I'm non-judgmental. That's my training. I come in and don't judge. Oh, I don't judge you. You lie. Yeah. <laughs> can you see through it? <laughs> They're only words. Yeah. <laughs> but I think one of the things I liked about the book and why I got into it is like in, yeah. in the very first chapter, you say parents already have a lot to deal with and to do. And yeah. this is not, it's not about giving you something else to fail at no. or something else to make you feel guilty if you're not doing it properly, if you're not doing it enough, or if it's not, it's not something to put on your to-do yeah. list, which yeah. I think is a big Absolutely. Because when I first picked up the book, I was like, oh, God, is this going to be another thing yeah, yeah, that I'm not yeah. properly doing? Yeah. I'm not parenting my children as well as the Danes. Yeah. Okay. You know, <laughs> not meditating every four hours. And now I'm not being bloody mindful. But And your book but is the re- opposite reassuring about yeah. that. It's reassuring. And it's not saying there's a particular way to be a parent or, you know, this ideal parent. It's saying everyone's imperfect and mm. everyone struggles and... That you that we all have to just forgive ourselves and yeah mm. it, it's meant to be a reassuring I mean it's very much what I would do with my clients you know I've tried to put sort of therapy into a book mm. so sort of the reassuring messages that I give to parents that is so much cheaper yeah <laughs> it is cheaper just buy, buy that book oh thank God <laughs> yeah. I, mean, it I says wrote this fourteen ninety nine yeah. on the cover let's be honest it's probably cheaper on Amazon isn't it. <laughs> Yeah. What sort of, I don't know what sort of deal you've got. Or actually, I had a client one. come to me the other day and said she'd seen it in the charity shop. Oh yes, <laughs> you've made 50 it fifty pence. So oh, I was like, great! Which thanks. charity shop was that? It was one in Twickenham High Street. <laughs> right, so, oh, she bought excellent. it. Run down there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So yeah. when you wrote the book, you yeah. weren't a parent yourself. No. But so how how come you how come you know what's going on in our brains? Because like honestly, <laughs> when you read it, you've got testimonials from actual parents. Yeah. yeah. But also the stuff you say. I mean, if I didn't know, I wouldn't know you weren't a parent because it's so bang on. I think it's just been listening for years and years. Oh, God, so many hours of listening every day. How boring. Listening to parents (laughs) talk to me. And imagine listening to people banging on about parenting, Helen. Tedious. Jesus. (laughs) Terrible. What a waste of time. (laughs) So I've been doing this job over 10 years and, yeah, listening to their stories and you get to hear the sort of things that are going on for parents there's themes there's plans mm. comes, come up mm. you, know, you hear the same things coming up again and again even though everyone's obviously unique mm. and individual in their experiences so um and I think in a way having not been a parent yet it's it's made me quite unbiased because I can mm. almost just collate all the things that I hear mm. yeah all the different messages has it has it changed? Because we hear a lot, yeah. especially Helen and I, we hear a lot about there's this new wave of sort of honest parenting yeah. where yeah. things are changing and it's now more socially acceptable to say I'm finding this tough. Or, yeah, yeah. Have you noticed yeah. that shift? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Really noticing that shift. Not just because I work with teenagers and young people too, so obviously they're much more open to coming forward. So what's what's caused that then? I mean, it can't single single handedly be Helen and I. <laughs> no, you know, I, mean, you've, I think you've made a feel big... free to say. Feel free to say. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> created big waves, but I think it's it's just so much more in the media, isn't it? And mm. we've heard Prince Harry talking about his 
his difficulties with losing his mother and I think there's just much more of it out there and social media we can share our struggles online and perhaps it feels safer like the other day I posted a picture of the back of our car and I said is it a car or is it a bin on wheels and people said oh my god I thought I was the only one who had a car like that yeah yeah. or I'm going to show this to my husband because he thinks we're the only ones like this so I think that the the thing about not feeling alone is really mm. important and also feeling normal mm. and because mm. that's what I wanted to ask you about what are the mm. key kind of trigger mm. points or stress points that you mm. talk about mm. so I think common themes are that parents um, get anxious are they doing the right things on behalf of their children are they making the right decisions I think there's a lot of pressure to make the right they feel a lot of pressure to make the right decisions you know in terms of the right school or um you know the right activities they're doing there's there feels a lot of pressure and judgment as well mm. i think a lot of parents come to me and feel a lot of competition mm-hmm. um in the playground or you know amongst other parents to keep up with each other i mean we have quite a lot of drinking yeah. competitions yeah. <laughs> pissing competitions yeah. we have sometimes before absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah. <laughs> and and also i think you know i think the harshest judges i mean people feel judged by others but i think the harshest judge is ourselves mm. and I think that for parents it's their own inner critic that own negative voice that goes around mm. telling them that they're not doing well enough as parents or they're getting yeah. it wrong or they're doubting they're good enough role models and particularly if you have a child who does seem to be having a lot of tantrums or a lot of difficulties a lot of behavioural problems or anxiety you know it's natural to blame yourself as a mm. parent but actually I try to put it in context and look at the fact that it's not just you as a parent that's raising your children. It's it's school. They're going to school. CBBS, I blame CBBS, mainly. CBBS, iPads, <laughs> those school. magazines from the supermarket. They've done a marvelous job on my children. They really <laughs> yeah. have. Yeah, yeah, so many influences, aren't there, coming yeah. at your kids? Mm. And um, you've got a whole chapter in the book on on yeah. you. I think you call it the frenemy within. Yeah, yeah. So this this voice that we all have that says, "Well, you yeah. fucked that up, haven't you?" I mean, I don't. Yours probably doesn't sound <laughs> like it's from Lewisham and it's a bit pissed, but. We We've all got a different one. Mine sounds like Madge from Neighbours. You're awful, Helen. You're awful. (laughs) Terrible mother. What does it look like? (laughs) Like Madge. Like Madge. I mean, first of all, why why do we have that? I don't like. What purpose does does that serve? Why does our brain do that? We've. I mean, I feel like there's an epidemic of it amongst all our generations, and I think we've all inherited it. Um, I think we've we're all naturally much more negative in the way we talk to ourselves. And actually, that's a kind of survival thing, to be more negative. You know, if if as ancient cavemen ancestors we looked at the sunsets or the pretty flowers, Mm. we wouldn't have survived. So we were looking for the tigers or the woolly mammoths to survive. So our brains are naturally more negatively biased. So we think more negatively. And I think, you know, I don't think most of us were brought up in households where our parents were necessarily particularly positive or kind to themselves I think it's kind of come down the generations and I think as a generation we can be quite self-critical and it's certainly something I've seen not just with parents but non-parents too just mm. you know with the hundreds of clients I've seen oh millennials oh god bless them <laughs> oh boo <Bless> them. <laughs> cheer up go out get off your phones go to the pub stop drinking wheatgrass oh stop doing yoga stop 
Get out of the moment. Have some <laughs> cider and a shag. You'll be all right. That's what we did. I know. In, we in got the 20s, in our 20s. Yeah, well, it Probably felt like the 20s. Good yeah. to me. Yeah, Just me go too. out. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you say to them? Oh, shut up. You've got it. Fine. Yeah. You wanted to do sociology at university. This is where you are. Accept it. Be in the moment. Yeah. Exactly. We could do. We could do this job. Yeah. Fine. yeah. Let's fine. do a job could. swap. You could, we could. I mean, how Wrong. much? How much influence does our own upbringing? You know, what? What do you do if you, maybe you have had a difficult childhood and you think, well, I don't want to be that kind of parent, or how do you break the cycle? I suppose. Well, the great thing about it, I mean, we're all shaped by our childhoods, I think, aren't we? And our parents and our grandparents. But the great thing I think about our generation is we are more self-aware. We do mm. like think about it and look at our parents and think, do I want to be like my mum or my dad? And we can yeah, make Who wants to be a stand-up comedian who drinks a lot? Not me. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I love this. This is like yeah. I'm on the couch. I might lie down. I know. Oh, do you want to lie down? <laughs> yeah. yes. But you think we can sort of... Absolutely. I think I think it's about awareness. I mean, that's what mindfulness is fundamentally about. You don't need to meditate or, you know, be all Zen. It's about being aware and, and mm. questioning and just looking at, you know, looking at your parents. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of things maybe from your own parents that were good, mm. some good things. So you might want to use some of those, but maybe some of the more negative things we can make a choice. Mm. So mindfulness is about learning to respond before we react. And I think when you've been brought up in a particular way, it can be kind of programmed into you mm. to react in that way. So often we have to fight quite sort of this programming, which mm. is quite embedded. It's quite habitual. So mindfulness is about how can we look at that in the moment? And we can break that programming. One of the, it takes time. One of the things I practice. think yeah, is a big difference mm. between our generation and, and our parents was that like we were, a lot of us were smacked. And, yeah. and disciplined in a certain yeah. way. And now we... Well, I know I don't smack my children and Ellie doesn't smack her children. Mm. And so we have a different way of being disciplined, mm. Mm. even though that was that was how mm. we were. Mm. And that was the threat. It's like, don't do that or you'll get a smack. Mm. Mm. And now, do you see that in your work about people, dis- how you discipline? Do you advise about certain methods to calm down those those sort of situations that feel a little bit out of control yeah and I think it's you know those situations that get out of control it's good to have had a conversation beforehand I think or to know what what's our strategy Mm. when things do get out of control because I know with a lot of families they have a cool out room or a time out room so it's not like time out is in the you go and sit over there Mm. but more of let's all have a time out to cool down Mm. and you know a lot of parents that I know will rate themselves and their children learn to rate where they are on the anger thermometer oh like an actual like a mathematical like like... thermometer out of 10 so I'm at 7 I'm at 7 I'm at a 10 right now and if they can't speak because when we're really angry we can't really speak properly Mm. we can't think logically because that part of our brain is offline we can only scream and shout and hit things so mm. when we get to those levels, there might be some sort of sign that you can make. So some parents I know come up with a sign or point to something. There might be something, something visual in the... A big poster the, saying, fuck poster. off, something yeah. like that. Something, <laughs> something like, like that. that. <laughs> something visual to remind everyone, I'm in that zone right now. Yeah. You know, I'm in the, between a nine and a ten. Mm. So we all need to go to our separate places and mm. cool down or some people like to have a hug but it depends if you're more of a touchy-feely person some people hate being hugged when they're angry don't they mm. some people like to just be left alone 
go off, agree that you're going to go off to your separate rooms, cool down. Maybe a child will be screaming into a pillow or has an angry monster to scream at or something like mm. that. And you may also have a pillow or something to scream into Husband, as a parent. yes. Or something <laughs> like Give the cat a grip cuff around you. <laughs> Can't say that, can you? No, you, can. you can. It's funny, but not that way. <laughs> not that way. She can't say that. I, I'm not allowed to say no, that. No. What you say when she's really thinking? She hates cats. <laughs> oh, I love cats. I really want to do it. Anyway. <laughs> Don't Thanks for coming. Me. Anyway. Um, are you doggy people? Oh, oh. Just, no. No, no, no. I've had children. That's enough. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yes. <laughs> so I was going to say, after after you've had your episode of anger and you've cool down that's the time to come back when you're calm so it might be that day or that evening or the next day mm. and actually come together regroup as a family mm. or whoever it is that's got angry and actually talk it through and reflect on what happened there mm. like why mm. did we get so angry yeah. and for your children that helps teach them and yeah. they start to recognize yeah. and they learn to regulate their emotions leave the cat alone that's the basic <laughs> yeah. lesson from today <laughs> yeah leave that cat alone yeah, yeah. doesn't like it yeah <laughs> Because I mean, because you had quite an unconventional upbringing, and now we should say you have an announcement to make. I have. Yes, I'm pregnant. Up the duff. She's up the duff. Mon Lob is up the duff. Been knocked up. Exciting times. How how many jobs are you? I'm I'm 18 weeks. Wow. Yes. 18 weeks. So I'm at the point where I can announce it to everyone. So I'm announcing it live on your your show. You are. Are you? are you nervous is there a bit of you that's like oh my god I've written this great book about parenting but what if like it turns out I'm completely wrong I mean I don't think you are but I'm just saying is that something you've considered (laughs) yes really (laughs) no I think I'm still going to take the same principles I mean at the end of the day the book is about saying that everyone's individual and Mm. different and no parent there's no one size fits all parenting there could be no strategies there are tools but you know, I think the main thing I take from my own book is mm. um, to try and trust myself mm. and try and listen to my gut instinct and also recognise that I'm probably going to be chaotic and I'm not going to be... Mm. I'm going to have times when I'm not doing that well and I need to ask for help mm. and there's no shame in that. 
that's that really that's a really hard thing to do of course ask yeah. for help yeah because you want to feel like you can do it all yeah because people have literally been having babies forever yeah surely yeah. it's not that hard but yeah. also they've been miserable forever they just <laughs> didn't talk about yeah. it exactly you know? exactly yeah. and yeah. it feels like such a natural thing and you're like how how's it it's got to two o'clock and yeah. we are still yeah. all in our pajamas yeah. and we can't make it to the Horniman by 10 o'clock. <laughs> or the other one, especially when you've got really little ones, like when mm. you go, wow, right, so great, we've done breakfast, we've been dressed, we've been to the park, we've done the supermarket shop. It's half past nine in the morning. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Eight more hours. I've got all that to come. Yeah, but yes. So, so why is it called five deep breaths? I want to get back to this. Five, five deep I want to get. I want to get to this. Oh, five so deep I want, no, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yes. I want to also. I want to get to the science. Because which I, we've, as we've discussed, <laughs> yes. we're big fans. Um, <laughs> Love science works. Because yeah, again, when I saw this, I was like five deep breaths. Like, again, like okay, deep breaths. Yes, that that makes common sense to me but then in the book you explain you're going to love this thorn you're going to love this there's a fucking nerve there's an actual nerve it's called the vagus nerve Mm. is this right Mm. after Las Vegas excellent Uh, not Suzanne no (laughs) (laughs) my name is Luca and um, love her work I, 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 Von Lob, yes. tell us about the vagus so nerve. So the vagus nerve is a nerve that goes right from up from your brain right down your body. It winds down, mm-hmm. um, down your body around all your major organs. Yes, and just having a bit more wine to help yes, with the understanding. This is my listening face. Yes, university lecture all over again. And when we take deep breaths, it stimulates the parasympathetic parasympathetic nervous system Mm. and also the vagus nerve. Right. So it helps to calm everything down. Mm -hmm. So when we're in that stress mode, we can feel calmer. Our heart rate slows. Our blood pressure goes down. But yeah, Yeah. and it helps to release you know more less well it helps to lower cortisol levels which is the stress hormone uh-huh. so that's what a deep breath does so it's all connected with this vagus nerve which is the wandering nerve okay mm. and, so. and and why five five just sounded better than deep breaths so five sounded okay. sounds doable yeah. you sounds know me doable I yeah. like a to-do list I like an achievable <laughs> you goal you like a finite yeah. thing a neat Fucking thing bullet points yeah. is yeah. what I'm talking about yeah. tick, yeah. tick 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 is that five <laughs> yeah probably yes yeah. so let's do it let's do it now okay because okay. again there, okay. there is like because it's, it's not just about going <gasps> no no there is an actual not. there like, is a way of breathing step by step yeah. so, okay. so, so I like to put my hands on my belly like yeah. this nice yes and and I prefer to breathe through your nostrils, okay? So so breathe into your belly like it's a balloon. Right. It looks like one. <laughs> and breathe in and hold it for five, okay? So one, two, three, four, five. And breathe out through your mouth. <sighs> and should you be deflating the balloon? You should be deflating the balloon at that point. Mine looks like the sort of balloon Richard Branson has tried to cross the Atlantic in. <laughs> You can think about what colour your balloon is. Okay. So you breathe in. You can breathe in for a count of five. Through your nostrils. Hold it for five. And then exhale for five. Out through your mouth. If you used to do bongs, uh, this is is a shoo-in. Like, this is a walk in the park. Come on, just hold it in, hold it in, and then let it out. And then let it out. (laughs) Head and thorns, new mindfulness book, five deep bongs. (laughs) 
the picture of Big Ben on the cover. <laughs> That's right. So how do you feel now? Because you don't need two deep breaths there. I, how well, do you feel? My Vegas nerve is having <laughs> a party, a yeah. lie down party. Yeah. That's it's, right. I feel slightly lightheaded. <laughs> I think I went too deep, didn't I? You always do. Yeah, you to... But for me, it has two things. So physically, yeah. you do suddenly feel a bit like, ah, oh, but also <sighs> mentally, it does yeah. just give you a bit of just the noise, just a bit of perspective and kind yeah. of like, yeah. okay, so Sainsbury's are stopping doing the Lego cards on Tuesday and we still haven't got 147, but that's okay. Mm, I'm yeah. not going to go on eBay because I'm not mad. Do you know what I mean? That kind of perspective. Mm. Absolutely. That's... So it takes you out of your mind and into your body. And that's a key part of mindfulness mm. is how do we get out of these busy, chattering minds just, just for a few moments. Mm. How are you feeling, Thorne? I'm yeah. feeling better. I think my shoulders yeah. have dropped. dropped mm. Yeah, more relaxed. Um, <clears throat> absolutely. And yeah. do you do you use any apps or any kind of guided things, or do you think we can just do it freestyle? <laughs> like you just do I it by yourself. I think freestyling. Okay, I can breathe by myself, Ellie. You can this breathe is... without an app, but there are. I'm some... going to become a confident breather because of you. <laughs> Thank you. To be so fair, just... you've been a mouth breather for quite a long time. <laughs> yes, I have. But there are I'm a bit of breather because of you. <laughs> there are great apps online. Oh. Yeah, there's. Um, I think. Oh, meditation time is Headspace, which yeah. is a great meditation app. Mm-hmm. Because well, I, I do transcendental meditation. Oh, do you? But right. that's, well, I say I do it. I, <laughs> I try to do it. But that's mm. quite a big commitment because that's 20 mm. minutes twice mm. a day. And when I do it, I do feel better and I feel yeah. great. Yeah. But 40 minutes a day of sitting in a quiet room when you've got two children under five is... Mm. What time I mean, do you do it now? 3 a.m. and 3.45 a.m.? Honestly, I wake, up, I wake up in the middle of the night. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I do it then. Mm. Say uh, you jibber-jabber and then you go back to sleep. <laughs> it's not jibber-jabber. <laughs> what is it? Oh, no, you can't tell can't me. can't tell you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> she says a magical word that was granted to her by the pixies and then she's not weird. I mean, it's, it makes sense. <laughs> not pixies. Does it help? Maharishi. <laughs> Uh, he's not fucking pixie. All right. Oh, dear. Look how rich the Beatles were. Didn't do them any harm. Jerry Seinfeld, is he an idiot? I don't think so. No, you Kramer can... is. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't do transcendental meditation. Well, there's the science, yeah. Ellie. He's so racist, he might as well be Australian. Um... <laughs> Um, <laughs> we digress. We digress. <laughs> mindfulness. Anyway, so mindfulness. we've done some really good deep breaths. We've done breaths. some breathing. Mm-hmm. Mm. We all feel better. We all feel more relaxed. That's right. And, yeah. the, and and do you have techniques for children mm-hmm. to do that? Because if you say do deep breaths, they just go uh, 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 as my kids would do. Or yeah. is, that, is that what you try and help? Yeah, them do as I well? mean, they, I try and help children. They're they're less. They seem to be less keen on it than often than yes. parents. But yeah, they they will do it if you make it fun and playful. Mm. So like you're blowing out birthday candles on a cake or mm. you can still use the balloon and the colours and mm. yeah. you're going to Thailand yeah. it could do that anyway um, <laughs> <laughs> so when do we do these five deep breaths when, when should we be using whenever them? you need to take a pause so you could okay. have a cue moment in the day you could choose times when you do it I mean mm. would you have a time that you could take these five deep breaths on the toilet, while I'm updating or looking at Instagram yeah. Yeah. So that yeah. might be your time yeah we talked earlier a bit about discipline. I'm going to just go through some of the sort of other issues specific to parenting that you talk about in the yep. book. So we talked earlier a bit about discipline and you mm. mentioned like maybe going off to separate rooms, which sounds great. Yes. But what if, for example, let me set the scene, you're in Pizza Express. <laughs> so on, on Saturday we went mm. to a cafe. We were all hungry. Mm. Uh, we ordered a ham and cheese toasty mm. and it arrived and the ham was too thick. Mm. I mean, this is a big deal. Common problem. I know. And we're like, it tastes like bacon. But I didn't want bacon, he said. And then he screamed mm. and went... I don't like that. 
herb and Matilda my eight year old was mm. saying but Hugo it tastes nice and we're like it tastes nice he's like I don't eat the herb I want an ice cream we're like no Hugo we're going to we're going to eat this and then we had to pick out the ham and oh no did um, you because we just thought actually yeah. he doesn't need to eat the ham the ham was quite nice like we looked like gross people picking out bits of ham but he ate the toasted cheese sandwich you and we all got you very mindful in that moment you sounded yeah. like you took some deep breaths and you yeah. calmly said let's pick out the ham that sounds That's like right. mindful I parenting said, to me before I remember when there were mm. two year olds and like lying on the floor mm. in the middle of the thing I just thought this is the, this is the end mm. I'm tired they're tired mm-hmm. um, and often we would just take them outside and the mm. cafe could still mm. hear and see it's outside but we mm. were outside mm. but yeah I mean it's got easier because he's six mm. but blimey and you still get those stresses though of course and, and it's funny yeah. I have a Fitbit now and I can see my heart rate like shoot up to the red zone yeah, yeah. because I'm feeling so yeah, like yeah. this is not what I wanted I wanted everyone to have a nice lunch yeah. so yeah. Um, yeah but maybe we should just make an announcement to the cafe we're going to have five deep breaths now everybody if everyone <laughs> could just join with us <laughs> Hold hands. We'll all feel a lot better about this situation. So I think it is. It's about catching it before it gets to that level, mm. before they flip their lids, because kids can't manage their anger mm. and they just lose it if they don't get what they want in that moment. I mean, children are so in the moment, aren't they? They just like your child. Child, the ham wasn't oh. right. He just was flipping his lid. Yeah. So I mean, there's nothing you can often do to stop that. Is no, there? I, mean, I can't. Avoid we, we could it. see. We could see the look. Like his pupils sort of dilated. But like the ham's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> mm. But I think yeah, it's getting it mm. beforehand and helping them to recognise it as well. You know, is it small, medium, or big? Are you on a five? You're a six or seven right now? Yes. Could yes. we label that? We where, should say that to our know. husbands before they want to, you yeah. know, when they initiate sex, we're like, is it going to be quick, <laughs> medium or long? Like, like, just let's, let's get it from the get-go. Let me... Are we going to go for the classic? Are you yeah. going to try any funny stuff? Yeah. You know, Do I have to get off my back? That's all I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. <laughs> See that thing we used to like when we were 25? Yeah. Like, let's just sort it out. Do you do sex therapy? Mm. You've, got, you've got a sex question, haven't you? I know. And <laughs> Like getting back into it, mm. an appetite back again, or reintroducing it, all those sort of things. Are you asking for a friend? Yes, <laughs> I'm sure the listener would like to know. <laughs> what are your tips? What are your top? How, how do you ramp up your sex drive? Yes, after yeah, yeah. I'm also asking for a friend. I'm looking at her. Carry on, Von <laughs> Um, Sexy lingerie, I think. Oh, really? Yeah. What Ooh. should he wear? Yeah, what should he wear? <laughs> Ask him what he wants. Yeah, what do you want? I think those pants that are like a giraffe <laughs> and a neck. Yes. yes. Yeah, I like the elephant with the big flapping ears. That's very yeah. good. Sexy lingerie, that's that's the best you've got. That's, that's it right now. <laughs> Always communication. Lose. You see, I would bring the couple into the room and get them to talk about it. We'd say, oh, I would like it this often. Yeah. I'd like it like yeah. that. Okay. But, Why is the, but that seems so weird to me that people would be more willing to have that conversation in front of you. Yeah. All right, you've got a degree, love, but do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Quite attractive as well. <laughs> Gorgeous. Yes. In front of a stranger. Um, I think they come in and they feel like I'm not going to judge them and they feel like they're not going to see me again. I just belong in that room mm. and they can just come in and say everything that's on their mind, pour it all out, say their deepest, darkest secrets, and then they can leave Mm. and feel like it's totally safe. 
and I think that's why people come to therapy. That's how I feel now, quite honestly. Yeah, I do feel really sad. You, you can't leave. You're, you're very <laughs> calm. Look at me. My heart rate's dropping on my Fitbit. I, I, I had advice from a friend who said mm. they just try to have sex every night because it just makes it better. Is there something... Because like, you, you just think you're too tired for it, but actually mm. by mm. having it, mm. actually, mm. you know, you get a bit energised and you actually feel a connection. Get more into it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, can you be happy mm. and not have it? Well, I think there are many couples who probably are, aren't there? Okay. Mm. I, think, I don't know. I mean, that's solved. <laughs> I am happy. That's Probably great. Not. I am happy. I mean, it's whether it's a problem for the couple. Okay. If, if one person is having an issue, they need more sex in their, their life. Yeah. Then there is an issue and they need to communicate about it. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things. Talking. Is, more talking. talking. Just talk about it. Okay. Mm. Or relaxed atmosphere. Text and emoji. That's what I sometimes do. <laughs> That, that, that just the cheeky can... aubergine yeah, yeah I love a cheeky aubergine just yeah. a little ding yeah. dong yeah question mark mm. sex <laughs> releases oxytocin doesn't it you know the bonding hormone mm. so for women particularly they get loads of that oxytocin gets released so that's why they feel so much closer oh. to their partners or husbands and that's why one night stands are never a great idea for women because you oh, instantly yeah. feel bonded to that man. Mm. You're already married. That's what You're I used to do. You're already married, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, You've had what sex, married. Kids like and all that sort of stuff, yeah. Whereas men don't get that same level of oxytocin. So another thing I was to talk about, you've, again, you've done a bit about this in the book, and it's a big issue that we get asked about um, a lot. <laughs> what, what's your stance about saying no? Because one of the things that mm. has come up when I've read articles and things is like, yeah. oh, I don't say no to my child. Uh, the, oh, well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? So there's I'm no... having a deep breath. Are you taking a deep breath? Five no. deep breaths. This is, a, this is a very common issue that parents come to me with. Okay. I have got a whole sort of paragraph, a chapter, a bit in a chapter. I can't remember which chapter it is. I think chapter six on setting boundaries and setting limits. Okay, great. And the ability to be able to say no. Okay. And actually be okay with that. Yeah. And, I think and kids like that, don't And they? they like it. It makes them feel safe. Mm-hmm. Children feel that you're confident and that you know what you're doing. When you say no, it means no. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're relentless. And yeah. keep going on and on. Oh, they it's do. Like, yes, <laughs> they do. Yes. <laughs> As children tend to do. Yeah. And they they're know, amazing. And they, their and, resilience. And... and all the parents that I speak to, that yes, thank you. They know where to push their parents' buttons. Feel your sisters. <laughs> you say no too, and, and you, you say mean no. It. Yes. It's coming back to five deep breaths mm-hmm. and coming back and going. What do I feel now? Do I? Wh- wh- am I setting this limit here? Yeah. And can I be okay with that? And do I need to be my child's friend? Mm. No. I, I need to be their leader. And that, yeah, yeah, they feel safer and mm. contained. You will play that violin for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's, no. no, no, no. But I think, and just going back to that chapter you were just talking about as well, I like the stuff, all the stuff you've got about um, forgiving yourself. And, yes. And yeah. that is a continual... Yeah. Actually, kindness is all the way through this book, is how can you be kind to yourself and forgive yourself when you do lose it or shout or you know, mm. feel resentment towards your children mm. or feel like a failure as a parent. Just let yourself off the hook. Let really. yourself off the hook. Give yourself some, yeah, some slack. Cut yourself some slack and, mm. and say it's okay. Of all the things I want for my children, I just want them to be kind and not yeah. an asshole. I think that's... <laughs> so I hope your book does that for me because that's what I need. I, I hope <laughs> that's what it does. Yeah. I hope so too. That was one mm. of the purposes of writing it. Yeah. Was, was kindness. Yeah. And, and also that... 
you know, even if your kid is being an arsehole or really difficult, to separate that from who they really are. Separate that for children as well. And mm. say, I really love you, but I really dislike and hate that behaviour right now. Mm. Oh, I like so, Yes, that. good. Yes. And finally, there is a chapter on um, teenagers, mm. in the book, which is something Helen and I have got to look forward yes. to. Yes, as do you. As do I, a little yes. bit behind you. Yes. <laughs> so what's, what's your sort of topic? I love tip? teenagers. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> what, because financially? Because there's a lot of work in it. <laughs> What's your, what's your top tip for dealing with teens? Oh, that's a that's a tough one. I think just, I mean, at that point, you probably can't put any limits in them with them anymore. You can't tell them what to do because they won't do what you want them to do. Mm-hmm. So just being there, being available and mm. listening. I think it's just that connection, keeping that heart centre connection with them. And are there and, any key phrases like... Um, Stop it! (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it would be kind of finding that time to connect with them. So often teenagers are better, you know, sitting in the car, getting a box set and Mm. finding your favourite box set to sit and watch together Mm -hmm. and maybe connecting that way. Or late at night, they often like to talk. So it's finding those moments, first of all. Yeah. And then just providing the you know, space for them to talk to you and if they want to. The thing is, you can't force a teenager to speak to you. Mm. and they But they all come out of it eventually. Yeah. Mm. So to know that this isn't forever. Oh. Well, I look forward to listening to this podcast <laughs> again in 10 years' time. That's right, in the brace-brace position. <laughs> yes, yes. Head between the knees. Oh, oh, my God. Well, there we go. Gosh, mm. I feel I feel like I've learned so much. I do. I want to go home and just have 10 deep breaths. Yes. 10. Wow, that's the sequel. She hasn't written that one yet. No, I know. Why don't we lower the tone, Helen Thorne, with some scummy mummy confessions? Hooray! Hooray! I'm gonna. Should I kick off, Helen? You go. That I was in Australia recently doing a comedy festival show, and before a show, everything gets a bit loose, and so I was in the loose, and I thought nobody was backstage, and so I just like did, yeah, all the poo, and like made all the farty sounds and all that sort of stuff. I opened the door and there was my friend who I hadn't seen for six years. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so I was like, Tanya! She's like, Thorny! And I'm You're like, not well. <laughs> and like the baddest smells. I was like, I'd give it a minute if I was you. And we had a lovely cuddle and caught up. And I, so I just want to say hi, Tanya. That was my scummy mummy confession. Oh, how embarrassing. That is embarrassing. <laughs> what a lovely story. <laughs> I know. I don't have one, but what I'd like to do instead, if I may, is um, share one of my favourite confessions from a show we did recently. Mm-hmm. So this mum, uh, she uh, signed up to do face painting at the school mm. fair mm. and then got really pissed the night before. So the next day she had to go and do it, really hung over and do the face painting. And it was so bad that children started asking for their money back. <laughs> oh no! And she was fired from the school fair face painting. No. Now, Genevieve, I'm just going to say this one, Rob. I think you're going to be one of us. I think you're going to be a scummy mummy. I think yes. so too. You may be a doctor. I you may be so. called Genevieve. <laughs> but 
I think you're our people, don't you, Thorne? I think so. She's in. We'll get her a badge. Oh, get her a badge. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. That is such an honour. So, um, yes. Uh, meanwhile, uh, if you do like our business, please follow us on the social media at Scummy Mummies. We're in rugby on the 12th of July. And we're going to come back to Camp Festival, Ellie. Oh, I can't wait. Yes. And please keep listening to the podcast. If you could rate, review and subscribe on iTunes, that helps push us up the charts. That means more people find out about the podcast. So that would be lovely. Thank you. And most of all... Five Deep Breaths, The Power of Mindful Parenting by Dr. Genevieve Von Lobb. Yes. It's out now. It's probably great, isn't it? It does. And do you know what I like about it? It <laughs> makes me feel better as a parent. And it also, it makes me feel I can cope. Oh, and it, that's, that's lovely. That's thank a you. really wonderful thing. So thank you for oh. writing it, you very wonderful, clever person. Thank you for having me on. And good luck. Good luck to you. You'll need it. Right. <laughs> Until next time. But that, I think a lot of parents are, I mean, are scared to say no sometimes or get, it brings up anxiety. And that's uh, when I was, all right. <laughs> Sorry, it's my five-year-old. He's just learning to drive. Uh, he said, mummy, can I drive the car? And I didn't want to say no. So he's out there now, just hammering the horn. That's... Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, Headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia gravis, or Lambert-Eaton syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.